podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Jay here from Stratford Paddock. This is the Tier 1 Transfer Podcast. We're back. Myself and Ronaldo Brown. Ronnie, how are we doing? Listen, you took time out of your Hollywood schedule. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about, mate. So let me co-host with you. I've again. always got time for the little people, Ronnie. You know oh, yes. that. I'm only messing. Well, the little people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have got some big people on on the Tier One Transfer Podcast coming up. We're going to be here every week from now throughout the transfer window, speaking to the very top tier journalists, those who are ITK. And what better way to kick it back off than speaking to Mike McGrath from the Daily Telegraph? He's been chatting to us about all the latest transfer news, including Kieran Trippier, Jaden Sancho, and Danny Ings, sure about that one. <laughs> anyway, here's what Mike had to say. Mike McGrath, the football reporter from The Telegraph, joins us. Mike, thanks for coming on the Tier 1 Transfer Podcast. Thanks for having me on, Jay. <laughs> Not at all. Um, I just want to ask you, first of all, about Kieran Trippier. This is a story that's been going on for a little while. You've been covering it for some time. Um, there was talk of, of interest, or United having long-term interest in Kieran Trippier. So how long has this interest been going on for, and how likely do you think Kieran Trippier is to join Manchester United this summer? So I first reported in around December time when I heard that United were looking for a right back, um, like a support for Aaron Wan-Bissaka rather than a replacement. Um, and Trippier was somebody that they were looking at. Um, I think since then he's won um, La Liga with Atletico. He'd still be an ideal uh, player to come in, give ideal support to to Wan-Bissaka and share the workload a little bit. I think that there are a few issues with the deal because Atletico uh, look at him and think that there's, if they have to replace a right back, it's going to take 25 million plus for somebody of that calibre. Um, I don't th- I think they'd rather him sign a new contract. So it probably will take quite a lot of money for him to leave for Man United, but he's definitely one that United would look at. Do you think he'd be willing to come to Manchester United? Because like you said, there is that, competition with Aaron Wan-Bissaka who's for me had a, had a good season do you think he'd be willing to come and sort of maybe maybe have to sit on the bench a little bit um I think so I I, I you know he's he's had a obviously he's won the title like I say but he's got family back in England which um you know could be a factor for 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 many players that are abroad um I don't think anybody would would come to Manchester United and think that they were going to play every single game. I think there's going to be um, an element of, uh, of rotation for, for, for next season. And, and, and there always is competition for places at United. So um, I think he would back himself to play a lot of games. Um, and I think for every top team now in the Champions League, you'd have, um, you, you'd have, yeah, you want one in every position. Definitely, most definitely. I, I, I rate Kieran Trippier and I think he'd be a good uh, a good addition to the United squad. Yeah, I think he brings a slightly different element, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely going forward as well. A man that looks pretty much nailed on to become a United player after the transfer window is Jadon Sancho, but you've reported that some United players are supposedly quite big fans of Jack Grealish. Do you think Jack Grealish is still an option for United in the summer? Well, it, it, I wrote that kind of just before the uh, Europa League final, and, and in there it does say that yes, that some of the uh, United fans, uh, so United players, um, uh, are huge admirers of, of Jack Grealish from what they've seen um, on England duty or playing against him. Uh, but my information is that Ollie's number one target would be Sancho. So if he could get him, 
um, then Sancho would be the one to fill that right wing spot, which um, which United have been trying to get nailed down the last few seasons. Um, and I think Grealish also would. He, he has obviously interest from Man City, which would um, who would be um, looking to sign him, which would be real stiff competition for United. I think if I was to look at it at this moment in time, you think that Sancho is is kind of ahead of Grealish as we speak. So do you expect Jadon Sancho to definitely be signed? Do you think it's going to be one of them where the saga is... I never say never because, um, you know, I thought, being here last season, I thought, uh, last summer, I thought there's a real chance as well. But it turned out that it that it, um, that it just didn't, you know, they, they didn't meet the uh, 108,000, 108 million um, that that United wanted. Um, and, and, and that... Uh, and that deal never never materialised. So uh, I think you can say, never say never, but I think they would definitely like him if they could. You've been praising Jadon Sancho's performances recently. How do you kind of see him fitting into the system at United and playing alongside the young talents such as Rashford and Greenwood? Yeah, I think he's totally gone under the radar actually this this summer, uh, this this season because um, because he's playing abroad basically. We don't see him on Sky Sports every week, um, and I think even. Phil, uh, Gary Neville and Carragher kind of missed him off their England squad when they were doing a um, doing their predictions. But I think he'd be ideal on the right, cutting in um, and, and trying to set up or score goals, um, or even as a number ten. Although obviously Bruno Fernandez is is in that position um, predominantly. Um, but I think he would I think he would play on on the right and and then. Yeah, Greenwood. I don't think would play every game anyway, um, and would would be brilliant, kind of in and out of the team or coming off the bench. Uh, and obviously, Marcus Rashford, I think, also needed a bit of help last season. You know, he said recently he was kind of struggling physically, and I think you could see that in some of the some of the performances end of the season. Um, I, I don't think there's a, there's a doubt that Oli needs numbers and needs needs players, and, and he would be. I mean, he would he would definitely add add quality quality to that front line. Um, Mike, on the Donny van der Beek front, you've written about him in the past, and you mentioned the fact that, yeah. ironically, now that the Euros could be an opportunity for him yeah. to sort of prove himself. At the time of recording this, we found out that he's not going; he's got an injury. Um, how much of a blow do you think that is? And and sort of how much do you reckon? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer rates Donny van der Beek because there's reports that maybe he doesn't quite fancy him as much as, as some people would expect. Well, I mean, you'd probably think that those reports have probably got a bit of substance. The fact that United had their biggest match of the season, had 120 minutes and could make five substitutes and, and he wasn't one of them. Um, you know, this is a, a player brought in to be a match winner um, and to, to not get on the pitch, I think, was a real blow for him. Um, and I think the the Euros would have been perfect to go and show Ollie, yes, this is what I can do. So it's real, really heartbreaking for him, and yeah, you know, quite disastrous for him, really. Um, he's in that bracket of you know nobody, uh, he, nobody, no no player puts a hand up and says I want to leave Manchester United. You normally kind of get booted out because it's that kind of club. I don't think he'd be wanting to admit failure at this stage but I think that if you're not playing um, you, you would th th there would definitely be some questions to be asked where, about about his future at the club 
Um, he wouldn't want another season just sat on the bench. Um, again, who would come in to buy him is is a, is a different question, or whether he'd be he'd be allowed out on loan. But you, you wouldn't you wouldn't want another season like what he had. Do you think he, he can have a future in Manchester United? Because I mean, a lot of United fans have a, a big opinion about Donny Van der Beek. He seems to be one of those players that when he's not playing a lot, and he, as you mentioned there, he hasn't played a lot. A lot of people, especially on social media, are questioning why. I haven't seen a lot of him, I'll be honest. I saw a little bit of him at Ajax, but do you think he has what it takes to be a success at Manchester United? Yeah, I wouldn't write somebody off after one season, just like kind of down the down the years. I think we've had a lot of players that, that have been written off quickly. Um, you know, even like you know, Dennis Bergkamp when he first came over. Um, it takes time to adapt. He he has not adapted, obviously. He, he needs time. And I think there's still questions, obviously, about... Paul Pogba's long-term future if you've only got a year on your contract. So, so perhaps there is time for him to bed himself in and, and have a long-term future at, uh, at Man United. I just think um, it's it's going to take faith in the managers to put him in the team first. You, you can't do anything when you're on the bench. Um, and then then for him to show that he's adapted to England foot, English football. You mentioned Paul Pogba. I asked you quickly about Paul Pogba. Um, any updates there? What do you think is going to happen with him? Do you expect him to be a, a Manchester United player past the summer? Um, I do actually. I, I think he will. I think he will start next season. I just there's, there's a decision will have to be made from from what from what I'm, from what I get told by big clubs and 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 big players that there normally is an indication of where it's going to go. So this summer he will have there will be a conversation. He'll he'll know that he'll either, he's either going to run this down or he's going to get a new contract. I just, uh, I, I've, 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 got a, I've got a feeling he'll, he'll stay. That's not based on anything but my own feeling that um, a big player like that should, um, w- would be very difficult for Manchester United to let go on a free transfer after making him a, a, the, the Premier League's most expensive purchase. Um, I think that they'd look to they would look to um, to sign him for longer because of the asset that he is. Like I say, that's a that's a hunch that I have rather than based on anything that I've heard. No, we'll, we'll, we'll run with that. See. Yeah, we'll that, that'll be us. Anyway. <laughs> but another United player whose future is very much up in the air is Juan Mata. What's the latest on Juan Mata and his contract talks and whether he's going to stay or where he's going to go? Well, uh, he. So, so on the on the retained list, obviously last last week they said that he was having talks with with United over a new deal. Um, I think that he's obviously comfortable at the club and and with the lifestyle that he has, um, and that that another season would probably suit him. I mean, he was another one who's brought on the, in the Europa League final. The motivations for that, I mean, he took one of the first five penalties, I think. So maybe it was a, a penalty move um, rather than anything more tactical than that. Um, but I, I think as, as a person to be in the squad, um, I think he's a pretty pretty kind of safe bet for Oli. Um, and they're going to see numbers next season. Um, I, I don't think it'd be the, be the worst shout in the world uh, to give him another year, even though some of the comments um, on my Twitter were a bit derogatory um, when I posted that they were in um, in talks over a new deal. Can't be derogatory about one can't matter. One matter. Yeah, you can't, you've got to love one matter. <laughs> Come on. Proper gentleman. Exactly, man. Seriously, what is going on? Yeah. 
Another player that United have been supposedly interested in as a possible striking option is Danny Ings. How concrete is the interest from United in Danny Ings? Yeah, um, yeah I've reported myself that there's been an inquiry about his situation. He's got a year left on his contract at Southampton and um, is, is seen as um, by more than Manchester United as, as, a, as a very good striking option, which would come um, at a reasonable price considering uh, where he is in his contract and the fact that he's 29 years old. He wouldn't, wouldn't cost uh, the ends of the earth compared to um, the strikes at the top end, which people are jostling for, Harry Kane, Lukaku, Haaland. Um, I think he would be a really good addition for many teams. So it doesn't surprise me that... Um, that United asked about him and that others have um, uh, others are showing a bit of interest. Well, we'll it's weird one with Danny Ings because he's not, not the one that I really want, if I'm being brutally honest, Kegel. but as a sort of stopgap, maybe. We'll see. Uh, he's one of them. I don't really want him, but if he comes, I'll get behind him. <laughs> People kind of said that about Cavani, though. There were a few, kind yeah. of, yeah. a few, a few um, question marks over him. He hadn't played a game in three months um, and, and he, that turned out well. Um, and I think uh, I think Ings is Ings is definitely um, not an unknown prospect either in the Premier League. No, yeah, no, he's, Premier he's League proven. We'll have to yeah, see. Yeah, he's done all right in the last couple of seasons. So it's just he's an ex Liverpool player, which is always <laughs> difficult for us, Mike, to swallow. It's difficult <laughs> one that, but we'll we'll get over we'll it if he arrives. See. This transfer window in general for United has been quite heavily anticipated. They're expecting a lot of signings and not a new faces. Do you actually see that materialising? Do you see United making many signings this summer? Um, I, I think it's going to be a really strange, strange window um, for everybody. I think there's going to be a lot of... Uh, it's going to be some player trading, which we saw a bit of um, earlier in the uh, uh, last window for the first time. Some of the big teams did swaps like Barcelona and, and Juventus. Um, United have got an asset in Jesse Lingard, um, and they've got a few others which seem to be kind of in that bracket where they might might listen to a, listen to an offer if if it was a make weight in a in a deal. So I think it's going to be a strange a strange summer rather than a really straightforward one where they're going to just like bring in uh, that summer where they just like brought in Paul Pogba and brought in Eric Bailly and kind of blew everybody away and and there were big signings. I think it's going to be really different um, to that, uh, but. Yeah, Oli made his made his point clear after the Europa final that he, he needs he wants to afford to catch up with City, and the word from uh, from the top from the fans forum is that he'll be supported. And um, if there is a lot of people are very upset, which they, which have every 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 right to be about ESL, then maybe one way to appease fans would be some signings that that they all want. You mentioned there, I just want to touch on something you mentioned there, a couple of things. You mentioned about City, about catching City. And earlier you said that, you know, Jack Grealish is on, could be on City's radar. Do you think that deal could happen? Because then that leaves United. <laughs> it's a bit of a daunting prospect if Jack Grealish does go to Manchester, United, uh, Manchester City. Yeah, uh, um, from, from what we hear, that, that they, they, really, they really like him. And, and Villa, Villa seems to be quite active in the transfer market as well. Um, in terms of getting some really good attacking players like Buendia. Um, no, I'm not I'm not saying that that's a straight replacement, but um, certainly there, there's some noises there that, that Grealish is had that kind of season where one of the one of the top teams would definitely try and try and get him. At the moment he's a real match winner, 
Um, and um, and yeah, I would expect I would expect somebody to make a bid for him, um, even if uh, uh, well, if they whether they get him or not, I don't know. But I think I think people will definitely try. And you mentioned as well Jesse Lingard as a potential mate weight. A lot of people are sort of putting two and two together and coming up with maybe Declan Rice coming in and Jesse Lingard staying at West Ham or going back to West Ham and United giving giving uh, the Hammers some money and Jesse Lingard to make that deal happen. Is that anything you could expect? Do you think that maybe that is a, a potential swap deal that could be on the horizon? Um, it's not one that I've heard myself, actually, but just looking at the looking at kind of the transfer market, you, you'd see which players might be um, kind of used as a make way. And you just think that, you know, Lingard with his contract situation, um, you know, and the fact that he had a really good uh, three months Final final end of the season that you know he would he would be one that people now know now know is in is in great form so I think that that would it's it's, it's definitely one a possible I think rather than one that that I've definitely heard yeah that that, that Lingard be used as a as a make way I just it just looks like it makes sense to me yeah I think that's mm-hmm. the general sort of consensus with a lot of people um, there's nothing there to say it's going to happen it just it looks like it like you said do you want him to stay Lingard. I don't know. He had a great spell, didn't he, at West Ham? Yeah. And I do like Jesse Lingard. He's a great guy. But I think that maybe he had a good spell because he was yeah. away from United. I'm not sure. I think that I don't know if we're going to get that sort of form back at back at Manchester United. He did come back. Um, you mentioned the fans forum. Obviously, Joel Glazer gracing United fans with his presence. Um, there's this promise of these sort of high vote shares for fans. I mean, I'm not really all fair with how this all works. But do you think that is going to make a difference? Could that give fans more of a say in this club? Um, I think the I think the, the the proof is in the pudding, isn't it? Um, he's he's made, he said the right things um, in the in the wake of a, a huge error, um, and he's saying that they will have the same voting uh, power as as the Glazers' shares. So I think now it's a case of how many shares get issued. You know, if it's if it's if it's meaningless, then um, then it's kind of an empty promise. Uh, but they say that they are going to be meaningful. And that that fans will have a say in the um, in in the running of the club uh, more than they have. I think crucially, what we were hearing on Friday after the uh, fans forum. Uh, obviously, I, I wasn't there. I'm not a, I'm not a um, part of uh, MUST. Um, and is that um, they want to have it done by the start of next season? So that, that's I think that's a positive thing from it. That there's a time frame. And that will know by the start of next season, um, you know, whether how many of these shares will be available for fans. To wait and see. We'll I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very sceptical. I'm sceptical. Cautiously optimistic. Well, you're more optimistic than I am, <laughs> to be fair. Now, well, what do you personally feel about the future direction of uh, Manchester United Football Club? Do you actually feel as if we'll see some real change? Um, in, in terms of the whole, the whole club um, or on the pitch? I mean, with, just, into, with the fa- sort mm, of the fan influence as just well. The fan influence. Yeah. Just the, do you think this could be a, there could be changes here? I, I, I look. I mean, I, don't, I, I've covered all all kinds of clubs um, up and down the country, and United to uh, the the mobilisation of uh, the protest um, for the two Liverpool games postponed, and then the one that went ahead is like nothing I've seen before, and it showed how much people cared about their club uh, in a sport where. People are getting more and more distanced um, from from the product that that is their team. Um, so I think the I think Joel Glazer's definitely listened 
to that those processes and um, has promised to make these changes. Um, they're good noises um, that he's making in terms of the future of, of Manchester United and and having the fans have more say and having Old Trafford being brought up today and Carrington um, and then. But we will we will see the you know we will see in the next year or so how how true to his word that is. Fingers crossed. Well, we've got some floodlights on the horizon anyway, so that makes everything all right. <laughs> and finally, something a little non-United related: England at the Euros. What's your prediction for? Yeah, I think look, I mean, you can't really. You look at the format, the format of the, the, the tournament, and you know you're going to really struggle to not get out of the group. You know, you have to play really badly um, to to not be in that because um, obviously third place gets you through in uh, top four. Third places, so I think that they'll be in. They'll be there's a really tricky second round for them if they win the group. Obviously, with um, playing the group of death um, winners, uh, runners up, so um, it could be tricky for them. Um, but I think there's there's a real fearlessness about about England, um, and I think some of those young ones, like or, or kind of new newcomers to England, like Grealish, or the young ones like Foden and Bellingham. Um, you know, it gives optimism that if they just get that they're not scarred by any of the old failures, um, and they'll get there and, and hopefully just kind of really, really just show that fearless football that, that they are capable of. Fearless football, that's <laughs> what we want to see. Hopefully, for once, Angel's hype. Yeah, well, this is it. You never know. Uh, Mike, it's been great chatting to you. Appreciate you, uh, you spending a bit of time with us and talking to us. That's all right. Sorry, um. Been straight off the football pitch. And, uh, How did you win? Say, what position do you play? <laughs> <laughs> Run around a bit, but no, we, we we had we had seven and they had eight, and we only lost four three. So that's it's a moral victory. About to say that sounds like a moral victory. Quality over quantity. Mike, thanks a lot for coming on the on Transfer Podcast. Cheers, Cheers. So that was Mike McGrath from the Telegraph. You know what I liked about that, Mike McGrath. Mike McGrath. Yeah, who are Paul McGrath? Joe McGrath. What's happened to the TH? Mike McGrath, it's silent there. We didn't correct me anyway. He's always, he's always silent. You don't say Mike McGrath. How about I was today years old and I found out. I didn't really? realize. I was, I was thinking you were saying You're it wrong too young to remember Paul McGrath. Oh, you know Joe McGrath that we have on here sometimes. I just call him Joe though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Not a surname, folks. Hey. So. <laughs> but his name aside, um, what I liked about him there was. He was pretty honest about what he knew yeah. and he didn't know and he's like, I've heard this and this mm. is what I haven't heard. Um, I mean, Jaden Sancho, the, the sort of same noises that everyone's been saying about the transfer and stuff like that. Little bit worrying that, you know, Grealish to City seems to be gathering a bit of momentum because yeah, it's like... It, it has and it's one of those where it's gone a little bit cold in terms of Grealish coming to United and it's become more of a focus on him going to City. I found it really interesting that he had that little article about United players supposedly being very much in favour of Jack Grealish because professional footballers, you know, a good footballer when they see one. And if he does go to City, it's, it's quite a scary prospect. I, I've got the same kind of fear if Harry Kane went to City as well. Really? But um, hopefully United do something in the transfer window and then City don't end up running away with it again. That's what happened with Eric, you know. With yeah. Eric. Yeah. 
players in the dressing room after the Leeds game, yeah. United players were raving about him. Bring him. Yeah, yeah, like say, just saying how good he was. I, not I, necessarily signing him, just going on about him. Didn't Sir, Alex, didn't Sir Alex say the exact same thing about Cristiano when he played against us? Yeah, was John O'Shea, I think. Yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, sign that kid, please. Yeah, and they went it. and signed him that day. Yeah. Um, players well, know. Yeah, players do know, don't <laughs> they? Um, yeah. Hopefully that won't happen. If it does, it doesn't matter. We'll get Sancho and, you know, some new floodlights and everything will be all right. Um, so big thanks again to Mike McGrath. This has been the Tier 1 Transfer Podcast. Ronnie, where can people go and check you out? Ronaldo Brown underscore 98 on Twitter. Go and check him out. That's where um, That's, he's all Instagram's over. a little bit less Why? exciting. But um, You youngsters, you should be all over the Instagram. That's not your very, thing, isn't Not it? very photogenic, do you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> Good looking lad. Um, we'll be back anyway with more Tier 1 Transfer Podcast throughout the summer. Every week we've got a big guest coming up as well next week. Season two, isn't it? Season two, season two of the Tier 1 Transfer Podcast, so could be a bit of a here we go next week. Uh, anyway, don't forget to hit like, share and subscribe. I've been Jay Moyet, that's been Ronaldo Brown. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network.